this thing on? Welcome back to Lexi's Lounge, your home for mind, body, business, and marketing. This no-holds-barred conversation happens every Tuesday with new guest experts, raw conversations, and real tips for lasting change for your mind, body, your business, and your marketing. So grab your cocktail and let's dive in. Renee, welcome to Lexi's Lounge. What are you drinking today? Some Zevia root beer, baby. We should actually be sponsored, I swear. There was one time that we ordered 2,500 cans to our house. What? Why? That's a lot. That seems a little excessive. We love it. (laughs) Yeah. How fast did you go through it? Oh, I don't even know. Very fast. Six months, a year. I don't even know. Well, let's let's put it this way. If you do some quick math, my husband on averages drinks like 10 a day. (laughs) I have maybe two. 12 a day times 365, whatever the math is. Hey, well, I guess it's better than if it was like Coca-Cola or something. Well, these are supposed... So the ingredients in Azevia is... This is caffeine free, but it is carbonated water, stevia, leaf extract, natural flavors, and citric acid. Mm, so it's better mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> Probably not good for you. Oh, oh. it's not. Better. better, than, I, better I guess there's though, everything cola. in moderation, right? Some things are just, we do that are way more terrible than if you were to drink 10 Zevias or Coca Colas. Well, let me tell you this. I just finished this program called 75 Hard. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I did it for like 60 oh. days. Well, good job. That's good enough. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, okay, I get it. It's been three months. <laughs> no, too late. yeah. So I finished last Wednesday, so it's almost been a week. And like, so really quick, like download of 75 hard, 75 days in a row. You have to do a list of things: two 45 minute workouts, drink a gallon of water, read 10 pages of a book, take progress pictures, follow a diet, no cheat meals, no alcohol. I think that's it. Oh yeah. And one of the workouts has to be outside. I felt so good in it. And like part of the gallon of water, is you can't add anything to the water. Right. So I had to drink my gallon of water and then I could have a Zevia. So that was my treat. And let me tell you this. I thought the water was end up being the hardest part. It ended up being the one thing I miss the most right now. Right. You just feel so much better when your body has like cleansed all the toxins and do, from doing 75 hard for 60 of the days, even those 60 days, I was like, I just felt so much better and like more alert, less brain fog, which I'm trying to get rid of right now with my water. Yeah, no, exactly. I felt like people are like, is this a diet? I'm like, it can be a diet if you want it to be. But for me, it was all about the mental fortitude and being able to just get through those tough moments and challenging myself. That's what it was about, right? It wasn't so much like a weight loss diet. That was one of the perks, but it was created more to help with mental toughness. Oh gosh. And it, yeah, it does. And the thing that I loved about it is because my husband had done it before I hadn't. And I was like, no way. And like the fires of hell, would I ever do this program? And I did it. And he goes at day 40, you start seeing other people's BS. And you can't call them out on it. But then you start seeing like, because you used to be mirroring that toxicity. And then all of a sudden, now that you're more clear and you have more clarity in your life, you start seeing it in other people, but you can't say anything because you were once in that position. It's so interesting. Wow. That is interesting. I'll have to do it again. But for anybody who's listening and new here, can you give us a background on who you are and what you do? Because it's so interesting. I just went through your social and I was like, yes, you are like my spirit animal. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, thank you. I am a six foot tall, blonde Canadian. Yes. <laughs> really? I felt like you'd be shorter. No, I am tall. So I started my first business when I was 17 years old. I ran a restaurant because my mom told me to go get a job. And I thought that 
entrepreneurs didn't work a lot and made a lot of money. So why wouldn't you follow that route? And turned out that wasn't the case. However, I did work a lot and I did make a lot of money at that age. So I was always an entrepreneur and I got into marketing at a young age. I was at the forefront of social media when it was the cool thing to do when Twitter was like the platform to promote your business on back in like 2010, 2009. And started a couple of agencies, one of which was acquired. And my previous agency was a world recognized PR agency. And I worked with funded technology startups. And I launched that business when I was eight months pregnant with my first son. And in that same year, I welcomed my second son. They're 11 months apart. And so after seven years, I burnt out. <laughs> uh -huh. Got that thing down. And in the time, there was several women that were like, hey, I want your advice on this. I'm starting a business. I'm growing a business. I eventually said, hey, I got to start charging you for this because this is some pretty good advice. And I started We Wild Women, where I help inspire, motivate women to start their dream business. And that's where we're at today. Oh my gosh. And you have so many good things going. Like you have your own podcast, you have your own coaching. It, it's crazy everything you have going on. But what really stood out to me is that you wanted to do this podcast about PR and a budget. And PR is something that's been really buzzing. I feel like lately it's been stirring in the atmosphere of the online space because with so many people resigning from their jobs and now creating their own brands, they're trying to figure out how the heck they get leveraged above their competitor. So can you go into a little bit of what PR can do for your business? Oh yeah. The great resignation, huh? That's happening. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm really curious to see where people will be in a year from now after, <laughs> after all this. Okay. So PR on a budget. So really I used to bill out like our monthly billables for clients were like 22 K a month on a 12 month retainer to do PR. And what I realized is there are companies that can afford that. And they actually should be outsourcing that to companies because they need to leverage their time doing other things. However, with small businesses, particularly women, female entrepreneurs is that they don't have that budget. And so I started to teach everything I knew about PR on a budget. I had clients get in all the top publications, Forbes, Inc., Wired, Entrepreneur, Steve Harvey Show, Daytime Talks, like just you name it. Wow. And people are like, well, how did that happen? And so I disseminate all of that wisdom and experience and all the mistakes we made into some simple concepts. One is called the PR engine. And so I have predictions for 2022, one of which is that people need to leverage the, the skills of public relations. So I call it public relationships <laughs> yeah. and how social media, traditional PR and content marketing all work together to help amplify your voice and your brand. And the big thing really, and we we're actually talking about this kind of before we started recording was how I genuinely believe that collaborations and partnerships will be the thing that gets you ahead in 2022 and how you build those partnerships and those relationships with people that have a bigger audience and more influence is through PR. It's, I always say you have to create news to get news. So you can't just be the person that started a business doing a thing and making money. You have to actually be creating impact. Mm -hmm. You know, you see these people that have like a really big social media following. They're like, who are they? Or like their social media, isn't that pretty? It's kind of blah. And it's the picture of their pizza that they ate five days ago. Like, I don't care, mm -hmm. but why is there 15,000 likes on it? Yeah, I've it, seen those. Hot. Great. These people are relatable and they've done something that is changing the world. And so like foundationally, if that's even a word, you have to be doing something that is magical. You have to be creating content. You have to create a movement. 
you have to be doing something different thing that's actually creating an impact on your audience so that you gain that leverage so that you can pitch people to collaborate and partner. Wow. That is amazing. I mean, like that breakdown is just everything with PR. So when you talk about PR from a lower budget standpoint, like what's the difference between the two? Because I think when a lot of people think PR, they just think of like Samantha Jones from Sex in the City. I don't think yeah. a lot of people even realize what like done for you versus do it yourself. I'll teach you how PR yeah. is. Can you go, can you break that down just a little bit? So high level PR agencies charge thousands of dollars a month. And essentially they do everything for you. And they have the connections to the media of which you want to get placements, features, mentions, which is like pretty much you sign up, you do like the quick onboarding and they go to work for you and they're pitching, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 contacts a week. The do-it-yourself model is figuring it out yourself, is you're creating your angles, your pitches, you're creating your media kits, you're finding the contacts and you're pitching it yourself. And you can do it yourself. The thing is, is the problem with PR is it's really hard to measure and you could be pitching for months before you get any sort of response, before you get any sort of mention. So I had one like recent win was a client that went through my sidelines to headlines program. She started pitching a major Canadian publication in January, February that got in print in September. That's a long lead time. That's a long time. Right. And so like, and the thing about PR is like, especially when it comes to print is things are three to six months out and print publications, print their editorial calendar. They're saying, here are the themes for the year. Like we'll be seeing it pretty soon for next year. And they'll be like, Hey, we're talking about like small business month in October. However, deadlines for pitches essentially will be accepted the beginning of July (laughs) or the end of June. So for not planning out your year of content, the things you're promoting, whether it's discounts, announcements, launches well in advance, then you'll miss the mark on these deadlines. Another perfect example is I had a client who has, I used to work with them, a mattress company. And one of their like wishes was to get in consumer reports for mattresses, because that is like the bee's knees for what he needed in his industry. And we pitched the mattress guy at consumer report. And he said, you missed the deadline, but 24 hours. And I thought we had 365 days in the year and we missed it by 24 hours. And he goes, I can't change anything. However, we'll absolutely cover and review this product for next year's publication. No. So it's like you have to be there by the deadline or you're out. You're done. They cannot change it because the writers, the journalists need editorial approval. The editor approves it and like that's it. There's no going back. You can't change anything. It goes to print. Oh my gosh. It's so interesting to hear like the inside of it and just like how far things in the media are already planned out before we see it. But right now, what? It's December 7th, the time of this recording. And you'll start to see it. If you actually start Googling Valentine's Day gift ideas for your girlfriend, things are starting to be published now for Valentine's Day. Oh, it's like when they put all the Christmas trees in Costco when it's like August. Take that as the cue for when you should start working on that content, right? (gasps) So if you go to Costco and it's like August and you see a Christmas tree, you're like, oh, it's time to start planning my Christmas promotions because Costco has the Christmas trees out. That right there, that, that is the bomb drop for this whole, like my mind is blown. I never thought to connect the two. What? Oh my gosh. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. And I, I jokingly say pretty soon we'll be planning our, 2022 Christmas in like now, right? 
So a year and ahead. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, so one of my predictions for 2022 when it comes to marketing is an emphasis on like personal branded PR. That pretty much if you can and you have the time to either train your team employees or get them their own publicist, if everybody can be self-branded within your organization, that is a game changer for you. Mm-hmm. Because you think about it, the way that I train my employees is they're walking billboards for representation of my company. If they're out at a bar with buddies on a Friday night, they're like, what do you do? It's like, well, I work you know, for We Wild Women and you're talking and you're promoting my business. So of mm-hmm. course, like the branding. So if you can like create these little like branding, personal branding packages for everybody that works with you, that is a killer move. Not everybody yeah. wants it and that's okay, but you give them the resources to be able to amplify their voice in relation to your company, that's a huge game changer too. Well, I feel like that's the whole theme pretty much. I think I think going into 2022, one of the big themes that we're going to see is the rise of the personal brand. I think influencers five years ago, whether or not people want to admit it, they were laughing at them. They're pointing like, what are you doing? You know, like you think you're an influencer. That was an insult for a while. But now I can feel the tide shifting and people being like, these influencers are smarter than anybody I know because mm-hmm. they they have built a brand based on every single thing that they're passionate about. They figured out a way to monetize that. My best example is always Kim Kardashian because she has a perfume line, a loungewear line, a, I don't know. Oh, uh, no, that's her sister. Makeup line. She has an app that is all about her, like Kim Kardashian Hollywood. Wow. That, those are so random. You know, it's not even in the same niche, but she is a multimillionaire and pretty much anything she launches is successful because it's her. And I don't think there's any shame in it. And there's a lot of people like the idea of of everybody being self-branded. I just think it's important. Here's also what happens when that happens is that people become more aware of what they're presenting, representing their voice becomes amplified. And so then you have to be more strategic about what you're sharing, what you're saying and how you're branding yourself. Wow. Yeah. And it's all about being like super niche too. Like you, you're not Kim Kardashian. You can't do everything and be everything for everybody. That's just unrealistic. It's a great example in terms of like aspiration, but really it's like super niche for 2022 is like, what do you want to be known for? What is the one thing? Yeah. And then people will go to you for that one thing and you can still be uber successful for one thing. Yeah, for sure. I think that would be, that's a good balance, like having that one thing, but finding out how to talk about all the other things that you're passionate about with that, you know, or like incorporating it because somehow, some way, I feel like everything is tied together. A hundred percent. So it's just like how an engine works, right? You need the fuel to fire the pistons and the pistons to turn the wheels and the wheels to move your car forward. It's like, it's all connected. When I talk about content on my social, it's about health, wealth, and relationships. So I talk about like the health, like my 75 hard journey. I talk about my relationship with my kids as parenting with my husband. I talk about wealth in terms of like promoting my business, how to grow a business, how to create a voice and amplify the voice. Those are the themes. And people will want to hire me, not just because I talk about how to grow your business, but oh, because she's a mom. And she has a successful marriage. And I, and I want that too. So she's yeah. not just about business, but my one thing is, is PR. Yeah. Hey, don't mean to interrupt. It's going to be really quick, but we have a message from our sponsors. By the way, hope you love what you're hearing so far. Now from our sponsor. 
Hey, it's Alexi McKinley. I'm your host of this podcast and also the sponsor of this podcast because I own UpWest Social and PR. For all my business owners out there, are you looking to grow your brand, expand your reach, become the number one top trusted source in your industry and continually have a funnel of new clients to work with? If you said yes to any of these questions, it's time you join the Be Your Own Publicist program or as I like to call it, BYOP. This is an eight-week hybrid program where you will learn the ins and outs of doing your own PR, essentially becoming your own publicist. For more information or to join, hit the link in the show notes below. Now back to our scheduled programming. That's so interesting because see, like if I looked at your Instagram account, I'm like, oh, she does do the health, wealth, and fitness, right? Is that what you said? Health, wealth, and fitness? Health, wealth, relationships. Relationships. (laughs) Gosh. But I did, when I looked at that, I was like, oh, you have so many different like passionate things that you're talking about that they all tie into one. And Mm -hmm. PR isn't even like what I know you for. I know you for all those other things. So that's really cool because then once I feel like once you get to know somebody in all their different levels, then what they do for work is even cooler, right? Because it's like, I know everything else about you and then that you have this freaking empire. That's awesome. A baby empire. (laughs) Yeah. That's actually my book right there behind me. Oh. The turquoise. Yeah. It's called Get Covered, How to Craft, Pitch, and Tell Your Startup Story to Get More Customers. So it is all of the important points in getting PR for your business. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Is there a difference between reputation and personal brand slash PR? Reputation? Mm-hmm. Is that, or is that all encompassing? Like, oh you know, reputation we're trying to build is a- like the foundation for everything. Yeah. So would you say that when we're building a personal brand, that's building our reputation? Well, your reputation, yes, is a hundred percent a part of your personal brand. It's a part of what you represent, your business, like your reputation is everything. Mm -hmm. They say your network is your net worth and you can't have a good network if you have a terrible reputation. Yeah. And like, if you think about people that you don't admire, that you might, like you might hate, like Mm -hmm. maybe your your former president, I don't know. Right. But there's reasons why some people are successful and you don't, don't agree with them. It's because they appeal to other people that you might not agree with. And so when you're building your reputation, just know that because you're going deep on something you believe in, it means that other people aren't going to agree with you. And if you're showing up for this one thing, you have to understand and respect that people won't agree with you. They Mm -hmm. won't believe in you. And that's okay because you're not for them. You're for the people that you're serving. And that's all you have to keep your eye on. Wow. That's so important. I mean, I feel like that is kind of the realization that most entrepreneurs have to have, like right when they're on the tip of success, because you have to speak up and get loud and get noticed. And that is going to come with, with pushback, oh, regardless yeah. of the industry you're in. The trolls, they come out at any time. And let me tell you, the trolls are people that with all due respect, they're angry. However, hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. They're maybe on a journey of healing. They're angry about something and their negative comments actually have nothing to do with you. It's yeah. them. And it's easier said because I know I've heard, I've heard some incredibly terrible things about me, about people that I love. And I'm like, you know what? When I see that stuff, I'm like, that's embarrassing for them that they would even say that or do yeah. that. And that's like when you're growing a business, you're going to have employees that hate you. Like I was sued for wrongful dismissal on no grounds. 
how insulting that was for me because I gave this person everything, you know, and I've had clients that have said very terrible things about me. It's all about reputation. I can't fix everything, but I do know for the 2% of the people that might not like me, there's 98% of people that do. And that's all that matters. We can't focus on that small percentage. Yeah, it's so true. I just, I remember when I first started my entrepreneurial journey, I was so afraid of getting canceled and people just trolling me in the comments, you know, because in that point of my life, I was not confident enough to stand in my own value and worth and what I know to be true. And then through so much mindset growth, like entrepreneurship, to be honest, pushes you farther and farther and farther in your life. Like personal development happens in entrepreneurship. It's, it's insane. But now I'm at the point where I'm like, it's literally just, you're not my ideal client. You know, I, I just don't care. I don't have time for the trolls. I don't have time for the haters. I don't have time for the people who don't have time, you know, to get to know me or understand me or watch what I have to put out for the right reasons. Right. And it's okay. And I heard this best was somebody said, and I don't know, maybe it was Kanye or whatever his name is now. When he's like, if you don't have haters, then you're not doing it right. Mm -hmm. It's so true, right? Like the more you grow, the more influence you gain. And regardless of what you do, like even Mother Teresa had haters. Yeah, right. How can you be like the epitome of the most loving, giving, compassionate person and people hate you? You can't win at all. (laughs) No, you can't. Some people just don't like you because you're happy. And those people just need to not come around anymore if you're going to trigger their pre- if your presence is going to trigger them for being happy. Well, and and also it's kind of like the best rebuttal is to be more successful, happier, healthier than the person that's hurting you. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's like if you're on this journey and you're succeeding and you got all these haters, like just focus on succeeding even more. Focus mm-hmm. on helping more people and creating more impact because if there's any, you don't even have to say or do anything to those trolls, but just proving that you're creating this bigger impact and you have more influence is enough. That's enough. Yes. Right. Cause I think, I think, and there's some part in a lot of projections where people have a little maybe jealousy about where you are and, or maybe it's That's even okay. something about your drive or maybe it's something about an idea or you know, there could be so many things that they are personally triggered about because they feel like jealousy that they didn't think of the idea first or act on the idea first. Well, and here's the thing. really nothing it's, against you. No. And in those positions, you have to understand if someone's envious or jealous of something you've done, the way you look, what you've accomplished, it's because it's something that they want. And if there's anything you can do is be a beacon for them to show them that they can have it too. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for like everyone gets jealous. I do all the time get jealous. And you can actually flip that negative thought into be something more aspirational instead of being like, oh, you know, I wish I could have that. You can say, I can have that. How do I achieve that? Right? Like maybe you want to lose weight. Maybe you want to become the best football player. Maybe you want to grow your business to $80,000 of monthly reoccurring revenue. Right? You can have it. You just have to change the mindset around how you're going to achieve that and be inspired by other people that are doing it. (laughs) Yes, for sure. I think that's a huge, another trend that I'm predicting in 2022 is the push to have everybody have their own communities. So whether that be like in their course platform, in their membership platform, just have their own little communities of people that they brought in. And that's- You're building that up, your your community? Oh, Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm so excited for that. Small and mighty is the way to go. Yes. Right? 
I, I mean, I have 10 beta testers in there right now and it's, it's so interesting. Like I, they're really helping me build it from the ground up, like everything from the name of it to the structure of it, to the pricing of it. They have really their say in there. When I first brought them in, I was like, this is the ultimate market research. And we were all on such a high the first day. We're like, oh my gosh. And it's just like the momentum is incredible. And I'm sure they love being there just as much as you love having them there. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's like all of my ideal clients. They're like, what? How are we all the same? And I'm like, you guys just like, it'd be so woo woo to like try and tell them how they're my ideal clients. But I'm like, you guys are all, let's go with some obvious things. You guys are all moms. You all have a business. You all are female entrepreneurs. It's just, it's insane. And they all have this drive. Like they're the people that I constantly see showing up every freaking day trying something new. It's incredible to me because when I first started, I was that person who would like show up in someone's community and then just sit there and do nothing and being like, why didn't I get any results? But these people have all worked with me in some capacity Mm -hmm. and they're just like, they're going, they're rolling with the punches. They're actually like making moves. And I admire that because I never did that when I first started my business. Right. The most successful people are the doers. Mm -hmm. They're doing more than they're talking. Yeah, it's the Pareto principle. It's the 80-20 rule of education. How I describe it is you should be spending 20% of your time educating yourself, doing the research, taking the courses, hiring a mentor, getting a coach, 80% of the time executing. People have it flipped. Mm-hmm. They think, oh, the more that I learn, the more that I can actually become successful. But if you're not doing, then you're going to fail. And then you spend all this time and money on training yourself to do nothing. Doers yeah. are the most successful people. Yeah. And the doers who aren't afraid to do it messy and especially aren't afraid to fail. Cause like that's a lot of the time where people they get stuck is they get stuck in this wave of learning. Like I'm just looking for this one piece of information that's going to help me make it big, but you have to really go into entrepreneurship in general and be okay with failing. But the secret is that when you do fail, that's where you pull the lessons out of that Mm-hmm. are actually going to touch people the most is what you learn from that. It's the growth happens in those moments when you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I could either just be stay down here and keep getting kicked or I can use this as an opportunity to shine, keep growing. Like when I had my agency, we were crushing it. And at the time, my best friend and co-founder decided to just leave. Just gave me like five days notice and leave. And I was crushed by it. And I kept growing the business. And I had people come up to me, you know, a few months later saying, hey, Renee, we were so surprised that you kept this business. We thought for sure you'd give up and shut it down. And I was like, wow. Okay. So you didn't have any faith in me, (laughs) but I was like, you know what? I did this and I'm going to keep going. And I proved them wrong. Good for you. Yeah. And that was like those moments of like, how can I do this on my own? I don't know how to do this. The stuff that she was really, really good at. I sucked at. I figured it out and it was messy. And there were many, many days where I cried myself to sleep at night. But I don't know of any successful entrepreneur that had it so perfect every single day of their lives. Yes. I mean, just when you get to a certain caliber, I feel like that's people stop talking about the struggle. But I feel like when you continue talking about the struggle, it really helps people relate to where they are now. Because oftentimes we see like, oh, you you make this much money. You live here. This is what you drive. That could never be me. When that was Mm -hmm. them, they just don't really talk about it anymore. I feel like that's important to keep your story, you know, keep relating. You have to keep growing, right? And like when you reach this dreamy level of wealth, you can't just stop there. You have to keep going. You become accustomed to certain lifestyles and it's like, hey, what more can I do? And it's also the compound effect when it comes to money, when it comes to reputation, when it comes to PR, 
is the more you're depositing into those systems and the engine, the more it should be working for you. Yeah, I love that. So for the people who are like, you know, I want to do the DIY PR method, but I don't even know what to do. Can you give some tips for people just starting out and what, see what they can accomplish themselves? Yeah, you have to identify the channels that'll work for you, whether that's radio, television, podcasting, print media, really understanding who is your ideal customer. Like you understand yours. And I have a name for mine. Her name is Entrepreneur Emily. And I know exactly what she wears. I know her perfume. I know how many kids she has and where she hangs out online. Then I go to what those channels are. And I look to see what publications, what radio shows, what TV shows appeal to her. And I make this list. I make the list of publications and I find three to five contacts per publication. And then I start engaging with them online, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, wherever they hang out. I'm not on TikTok though. Long story. And then I create my media kit. So I actually have, a, uh, if you go to wewildwomen.com in the freebie section, you'll see a do-yourself media kit. It's just basic stuff of what you need. And you just start creating these pitches, short 250 word pitches at one-on-one. So you're not mass pitching everyone. And so you're taking the time to create the list, to build the reputation in terms of like connecting with these people. And then you start pitching. And let me tell you, you could pitch 90 times before someone says yes. And that is the nature of the business. And that's where most people fail is they give up. And I say there's a 90 day rule. If you can pitch 10 contacts a week for 90 days, you'll start seeing results. And if you don't, it's because you're doing something wrong. Mm, Yes. So I've only ever used Harrow and I feel I've gotten a couple features from there and (laughs) quite a few mentions you know, but I also surprisingly enough have gotten a lot of features for my TikTok content, like Love What Matters, Lad Bible, uh, Barstool Sports. What was the last one? Oh, BuzzFeed. That was a good one. But but remember, back up to what I said before is you have to create news to get news, Mm -hmm. right? You have to do something significant, memorable in order for people to want to talk about you. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about TikTok, Reels the same thing as I look at these mom entrepreneurs on Reels, for example, who are crushing it because every day they're out there creating content. Some of it's a hit, some of it's not. I think my my biggest reel had two hundred and fifty thousand views. That was big to me. Yeah, but and it was funny enough. It was about getting sued for wrongful dismissal. (laughs) But when you share those vulnerable stories, people love that. They want to be educated or entertained. That's it. Yeah, that's so true. That's a great breakdown though. Like that's very easily digestible. The vulnerable, educational, or entertainment. And I feel like that's what a lot of TikTok is where you watch people like talk about some scandal and they're entertained, but then they want to know what happened. And then you can also breadcrumb that to like, this is how you prevent it next time. This is how you solve it if it happens to you. There's so much content that can come out of just a vulnerable thought. Yeah, exactly. If people can share those vulnerable moments as a means to inspire others or help other people through something, then they'll, they'll win. And it's about consistency. So I say consistency is your currency for anything. It's for losing weight, dieting, showing up on TikTok or reels is just keep showing up. And there's going to be some days where it's like, woohoo, you hit a home run. Other days where it's like, you got like 500 views. Woohoo. That's okay. Just keep going. Right. Yeah. Right. I think people, they need that like push of like monetary motivation or 
engagement motivation, but it's so important to stay consistent in those peaks and valleys because if you just stop in a valley, then you're going to have to climb a whole nother mountain to get up there. But like, keep going. Yeah, the momentum is is such an important aspect of it. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Well, and listen, here's what happens to you in those moments. If you believe in manifestation and signs from the universe is like today, for example, I was like, I'm going to be publishing my 100th episode on my podcast into the wild in 20 days. And today was one of those days where I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with this. This is exhausting. I don't want to do this anymore. And then I get an email from Podchart saying that my podcast is in the top 36 in the country for my category. That's huge. Like when I say that, I mean, I'm behind Lewis Howes, Rachel Hollis. I'm in that list. That's and I was like, wow, if that's not a sign to keep going, then nothing is, right? Uh-huh. So look right. for those signs. But you also have to look for the signals that tell you to quit because quitting's okay too. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point that nobody talks about. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I feel like we've covered so much in this episode. Everything, I mean, like we were, we came to talk about PR, but we ended up talking about so many other beautiful things and it blossomed just to a great place. So, well, PR here, I and I get it. And we could have totally gone down the rabbit hole of actual PR. Oh, I love I the conversation. It's about relationships. And so everything we talked about today is about building reputation, influence, impact, staying in your lane, going deep in your niche. It's all about relationships, everything. Mm-hmm. And so public relations is actually the parent for all things marketing in your organization. I 100% believe it. And so it's not about writing press releases and pitching the media. It's about these connections, like me being on your show, that's public relations. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. So where can people find you and how can they work with you? Because I'm sure so, they will, I'm going to go binge all your free stuff now. We'll do it. Listen to my podcast. It's called Into the Wild. Renee Warren is my name. On Instagram, Renee underscore Warren. Or they can go to wewildwomen.com for my website. And she has some juicy freebies on there. So make sure that you actually go look because they are good. There is a free masterclass. What is that called? It's called the preloaded marketing year. So I teach you how to create your marketing plan for the year. Yes. Only in 90 minutes. Yeah. In 90 minutes. So that's a free resource. I don't know if you'll ever have a replay of that, but maybe by the time this podcast comes out, you can put it in there (laughs) if you do. There we go. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and I will talk to you again soon. Hey, thank you so much for being here and hanging out with us in the lounge today. Don't forget to share some love in the reviews, connect with us on social media and subscribe so you never miss a beat. And can you do me one last favor? Send me a DM on Instagram so I can say, hey, I would love to get to know you more. Until next Tuesday, we'll see you then.